Hi, I'm Dr. Melva, your board-certified radiation oncologist and serial entrepreneur and investor. Welcome to the 1% Code podcast. I help top income earners create multiple streams of income to support the career they love or the one they want to love again. Learn more on the 1% Code podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the 1% Code podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Melva. I am so glad that you're joining me today. Today, we are talking about three ways to multiply your income with business opportunities and investments. This is going to be a lot of fun. Only choosing three was a little difficult for me, so spoiler alert, stay until the end because I'm going to give you two runners up. So before we start talking about ways that you can multiply your income with other business opportunities and investments, I really want to take the time to discuss with you numbers. Okay, so before we look at the vehicle, the how, I want us to think about numbers. Before you get into any additional income stream opportunity, aside from your career, your main leveraged um, six-figure income currently, I want you to approach it based on numbers, okay? The numbers that you need to have in mind are return on investment, startup cost. What are the other numbers? (laughs) I'm just thinking them out. Like I didn't, this was like an added part from, from what I planned to talk about. So really return on investment, your startup cost. And then I want you to break it down by month. So a lot of times when we think about you know, adding a six-figure income stream on on top of an income stream, we don't really know what that means. So I want you to take $100,000. I want you to see, I want you to break that down by 12 months, then go by the week and look at that amount. I know the number, but I want you to make sure you know the number, okay? And when you look at that amount, I want you to take that amount, let's say by month, to make that amount per month to get to six figures, how many you know, of the product that we're going to sell, of the, you know, the asset we're going to discuss. How, how many wins do you have to have? How many clients do you have? If, if we talk about that stream of income, how many wins do you have to have to get to that number to add that income stream? And the reason I wanted to focus on this is that it wasn't until after I got into a certain point of creating additional money outside of my career that I was able to really step back and understand the strategic goals. And if you've listened to any of these podcast episodes, you know that here at the 1% Code that we have to focus on strategy. We have to have leverage. You know, We have to think about positioning all of our efforts, all of our energy, our money to get to the point that we have this seven-figure net worth without quitting our full-time job. And so when we focus on the how of like, hey, what income streams are possible for me? What should I start? The strategic part of that is knowing your numbers, okay? So things that I just love, and as you get to know more about the 1% and characteristics of the 1%, 
The mindset includes thinking about money differently, thinking like a one percenter. You're looking at leverage. You're looking at numbers. You know your numbers. You're looking at things like systems and scale and strategic planning. Like this is the space that you want to be in. And I know that's new for a lot of you because it was new for me as a physician. I didn't have to know about strategy and scale as an employed physician. Like, you know, I didn't, I knew there were systems and I knew I had workflows, but it, it wasn't like the basics of a medical degree for me. And maybe it's the same for you in, in your profession. So let's get into it. What are the trending top lucrative income streams that you can add to um, your wealth portfolio and the other the other aspect of these before I get into it, drum roll, um, is that you don't want all of these streams to be active, okay? To be less busy, to leverage and have more time, you want income streams. And this is one of the things I, I'd say I'd look for to make the top or trending that can be passive or that you can have limited touch and get a big bang for your buck, okay? That's that ROI or return on investment. So number one that I think is, probably the most common, most of you are aware of it. And I'll, I'll give you a little bit of what we've done. And that's that's the real estate market. So real estate investing. Now, real estate investing can include a lot of different, you know, <laughs> sizes, shapes, and, and things. What we've done is we've done real estate investing from the lender perspective, where we've uh, lended money to other people to invest We've done commercial with rehabbing a property. We actually are still working on that one. And, and we, I say my husband and I, and we've done fix and flips. That's where we started. We've done buy and hold for rentals. And I'm trying to think what else we've actually done. So things we haven't gotten into, but I, I think it's wide open for you or multifamily. Um, although the commercial we have is a mixed use property. So there's seven apartments that are being rehabbed. So I guess you could kind of say we've gotten into that, but we haven't gotten into apartment complex buying, et cetera. And then we've also done collaborations in the form of joint purchases with LLCs with other real estate investors. So real estate investing. The reason it's my number one, easy to get into. Well, not easy. Let, let's clarify that. I think it's the number one, it's a smart move for a lot of high income earners to get into because you can jump into it in so many ways. You may find, and I think a lot of people feel comfortable with adding, you know, like a beach home or a rental, a personal property that you vacation in and then you rent out the other months that you're not there. I think a lot of high income earners start there because one, it's easy to get the lending. Typically banks are 90, 10, where you're putting down 10%. I've seen some now, this is at the time of this recording, this is June, 2021. Some banks have gone to 20% down, 80%, um, you know, that, that they will fund. And it really just depends on the market, the banks, the industry, the interest rates, things like that. But overall, it's safe. Like having an investment property, I think you could look and anywhere between, you know, some of you listening, you probably already have investment properties for rental, you know, your rental portfolio. I think it's an easy in if you haven't done anything. That's what I mean as far as transition, where the risk is low because you can calculate the risk before. You can look at the numbers as far as, you know, how much it costs you, how much repair you have to do on the property, the maintenance fees, repair fees, take into consideration, um, you know, taxes, interest, insurance, have a factor for if it's not rented, you know, um, 
fees on your money if you're if you're borrowing the money versus using your own cash if you're leveraging the bank's money so i think it's just it's more plain i think getting into real estate investing from a rental property and it can definitely create a stream of income I think the biggest con that I hear from people who just start and other income earners that haven't really done anything outside of their career is this kind of fear around being a landlord. Well, you can factor in a 10% fee and go with the landlord company. You know, so a lot of the fears, I think once you get into it a little bit more, you'll see that it's not as scary when you're, again, and and this is another characteristic of the 1%, you create a network of people who are doing what you want to do, or they've already done what you want to do. So they can take a lot of the scary or the fear or the procrastination of starting out of it because they already have experience. And I would love to um, speak to you if you're listening to this and you are a high income earner, you've already started doing real estate investment. I would love to interview you for this podcast. So please reach out to me there. So real estate investing is my number one. Number two, and, and, and with that, I listed all the different ways and we can go into this in more depth in another episode. But I think if, if I had to kind of go back to what we've done, we started with fix and flip which at the time um, we did a lot of properties at once in multiple states. Looking back with that banking relationship, I think it would have been easier on us. We had great success, like great success, but it would have been easier to focus in one area in one state to have that relationship with the one bank and then the portfolio so that we could sell it. So a lot of our real estate investor friends at the time had a portfolio of multiple properties in one region. So then it looked very attractive to have that portfolio to then sell that entire portfolio of rental properties. That's also another way that you can start is, and again, this is 2021, June of 2021. So things change all the time. So this is not financial advice. (laughs) I forgot I was supposed to say that, right? Um, But another way to get in is sometimes you can get in on a portfolio that someone's already created. It just really depends on your tolerance level, your risk level, you know, what you want your money to look like. There's going to be more opportunity the more that you have to do for it, right? So like if you are looking at a rental that's paint and carpet and the landlord can fix it up, we did that with two properties in Ohio. It was great. Like the rental income from the house paid for the repairs on the property. Like those are probably two of the best properties we ever did. And that was a relationship with the banker based on my leverage as a physician at the hospital that had a relationship with that bank. So in previous episodes, if you've listened, I talked about opportunities that only you can afford or you have access to because of your network, because of your degree, because of your career. And that was an example for us. So I know I talk really fast. So I would love your feedback. If you want me to slow down, let me know. I'll try, but this stuff just gets me excited. So real estate investing, there's so much there. It's 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 wide open. And, and again, when you think about strategy, figure out like what fits for you. You know, do you want to be hands-on? Do you want to have some remote? Do you want to see a little bit of return on investment each month? Do you want a lot? Do you, you know, do you want to go where it's certain? Do you want to go where it's uncertain? You know, so like we got one property one time where it was a foundation repair. So it was probably like 70,000 and more rehab. It definitely wasn't like a 10, $15,000 rehab as in re, you know, rehabilitation um, real estate. And that property was one, it taught us a lot of lessons, you know, but my husband and I, we have higher risk tolerance. So think about your risk tolerance as you're thinking about, you know, leveraging your six figure income. All right. Number two, coaching. Okay one-on-one group course online, basically. So the reason I think the number two is great is coaching is that 
it's it's an easier stream. Okay, I've said everything's easy. Like, just fire me, okay? <laughs> um, I might need to edit this. I might need to edit this part out. Like, I think everything's easy. It's not easy. Let me let me clarify that. Coaching is something that you already have the knowledge on. It's an asset that you have within, and it's an ability to turn that information, knowledge, experience into additional money, an additional stream of income. So that, I guess that's what I mean if I had to clarify it. So I think a lot of us think of coaching as creating a course. Well, you can create a course, but you also can be a consultant in what you do. And you can start with one-on-one, but if you want to leverage and you don't want to do one-on-one or you don't have the bandwidth or the time or desire to do one-on-one, you can automate some of your coaching. You know, coaching can be done through audio episode, you know, episodes, videos that you could create, email series. If you're a writer and you have really good tips and tricks and guides, if you're more visual and you like to create pictures of maps to do a process that you know how to do well that could help people in your industry and with your experience, you know, packages that you can put together. So coaching can be combined with, you know, products. There are a lot of physician entrepreneurs um, that I know personally that, you know, for example, they're in the hair industry and they work through difficulties they had with their hair. So they were able to create better products to put on the market than what was available. And that created an additional income stream for them. And it was something they knew how to do. They'd already worked on for themselves and they were able to help other people. So I think when you think about coaching, online coaching, it's not only like creating a course. That's great to create a course, but you can also do that in many ways. Because I think I think a lot of us hear things like, oh yeah, like I'm working on my course. And then you look and you're working on your course like forever. The, the key to that, and you probably learned this, is to really see what it is you're good in. What does the market want? You know, like who are you helping? What is their urgent need? Like, for example, for me, I remember when I first started, I, I, I hired or I purchased a, a course or a coaching program from a mom and she taught you how, like, I totally screwed it up. So don't ask me how the story ends, but from a mom who did a meal prep and it was based on prepping on a Sunday for frozen meals for the month. Well, somehow well, I I don't, I don't have time today to go through that whole story, but basically like I wait, I made way too much. I had way too much prep and I ended up like giving it out to a homeless shelter. But my urgent need at the time was I was a, you know, a mom of three, a physician working, wanted healthy food on the table. And I didn't have what I needed to be able to provide that. And this mom talked to my pain points and it was easy for her because she knew how to do the shopping. She knew how to do the prep Um, I guess she didn't know how to tell a physician who's an overachiever not to make too much, but you know, like, and she wasn't doing live coaching. She didn't really have a course. She had templates, checklists, short videos, and you know, it was, it was probably very well leveraged because a lot of it was automated. So I think looking at coaching service based business based on your skill set is probably the number two source that I would encourage you to look at. And again, Think about your numbers, think about the strategy, think about what you could do with ease and things that you enjoy doing. You know, what are the things that you've struggled in? And if someone had told you or you knew before, you would be in such a different position in your life. So that's why I encourage you to start. And it doesn't have to be an all the time thing. Honestly, there are some people who have created sources of income based on doing 
three to four, you know, virtual summits, or it used to be a lot of in-person retreats, of course, with the COVID pandemic in 2020, you don't see as much as that. But in literally three or four events, you could have an entire six-figure or multiple six-figure income based on three to four times out of the year. So when you think about these sources of income, don't be tied to just what you've seen someone else do. Just know that being in the the right network, having the right mentors, there are other possibilities. And if you're not yet in the 1% Code Collective, I invite you to join me there in the Facebook. I um, created that community really to help top income earners open up the possibilities to creating multiple streams of income, creating leverage in their life, diversifying their income. And these are things we talk about because I think a lot of people, when I ask what the struggle is, it's that you're the bottleneck in your business or you don't have the information or you have a lot of uncertainty around it. Well, the way to decrease overwhelm is certainty. The way to get certainty is to have strategy. The way to have strategy is to be in the collective circles of people that are doing what you want to do and have been where you want to go, right? So we have to up-level our game by putting ourselves in these situations. So real estate investing, coaching, and number three, which we've also done, and and this one scares people sometimes, but it's business acquisition or I'll, I'll mix it with franchise ownership. So the reason I think that this is good for high income earners is that you can leverage your financial portfolio to get into a business that's already had a foundation. So a current franchise where a franchise owner is selling out and you can come in and take over a business that's already been existing. And the reason I say franchise is because they have models and systems and investors and marketing departments, and they figured out a lot of it for you. So you have leverage. Now, are you going to pay some royalties? Yes. Are you going to have to, you know, accommodate franchise, you know, their marketing campaign, their systems on how they do things, even if it's not exactly how you like it? Sure. That's where your strategy and your research comes in on which franchise or business opportunity most aligns with your mission, your value, your, you know, your core principles that you feel comfortable with. And the reason I say business acquisition is that you can scale your money a lot faster when you're not starting at ground zero. And I think the idea a lot of people have is like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start a business. And you start from ground zero. You've heard it. It takes three years to break even on a lot of businesses. So for us, that wasn't the case because the route that we took and and us again is my husband and I, we did an existing business and we approached it the same way we did with real estate. We, We said, okay, what's out there that is making money, but it's just like a rehab. It's like a fixer upper. It needs paying carpet. But in the business world, we, we started with franchise. So we own a Coldstone Creamery or in the works at the time of this recording for a second Coldstone Creamery. We, we have the rights to it. We're in lease negotiation for real estate. And then we also own a Subway franchise. And with those businesses, um, we and, and just for comparison, our commercial building, we have a restaurant there that is, it's a rehab. And we've had this one for a long time. I'll talk about it on another episode. But we're building our own restaurant too. So that desire of having your own, your own name, not the franchise, like I totally get it and we get it. But while we're building our own restaurant, we're learning, you know, like tried and true top models. Coldstone Creamery is part of Kahala brand. So they have... I don't want to get to line, but I think it's like over 20 brands at this point that are part of their umbrella. So 
it's just like being an employee now. If you're in an employed position, you get to learn from the infrastructure of seven, sometimes eight figure businesses that you can then apply to your own. So that's why I think looking at a business that, you know, needs paint and carpet. So let's say like in a restaurant, the owner could be retiring, could be sick, and maybe doesn't have that same vibe. And you bring in a fresh perspective. Maybe you need to come in and the problem is advertising and you connect with a local marketer to get that done. And these small tweaks can be $100,000 per year moves like it was for us the first year of owning Cold Stone Creamery, we increased the sales by over $100,000 in a pandemic year. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, let's be honest, when you get stressed, you want to eat ice cream. So the lines are out the door for ice cream during this pandemic with masks on, trying to keep them socially distanced with six centimeters apart, you know, six feet apart, whatever. So, um, but, but these are just things that the 1% teaches you. Like this is the 1% mindset is, what is a lucrative stream of income that we can get into? And what's the strategy? You know, how available is it? How fast can I scale my money? And business acquisition and franchise ownership, that's how I look at it. And I think you'll see there's so many opportunities. But like I said, we look at business acquisition like paint and carpet, or is it a foundation repair? You know, so like I talk about this a lot, but the subway right now, the brand as a whole is going through a lot of, um, new rebranding and there's a lot of competition in the market. And so we got it at a point where it was more like a foundation, <laughs> foundational repair uh, versus the Coldstone location we had. It was, it was really like some small tweaks that gave us really big bang for our buck. So those are the top three bonuses, bonuses, runner up number one is investing. So a lot of you may already be um, investing right now. So again, Whenever I talk about additional income streams, I am referencing things that you can leverage, you can up-level from what you're doing. So stocks, options, learning trading skills, long-term investments, you know, like leaps for options. Those are things that I would look into. You know, a lot of people are doing like cryptocurrency. It really depends on your appetite, but you can look at investing in the stock market for long-term plays and really options is what we're learning. I have to bring on some experts. This isn't one where I could teach you everything, but I can definitely bring on people who've taught me a lot where we've had great gains. But I think when you're looking at investing, investing options are a great start. Um, stocks, again, are long-term. So hopefully you're there already. A lot of people um, in our circles already are in the stock market or have that aspect set up. But I think that's a runner-up that we have to mention. And the second runner-up is affiliate marketing. So I've taught courses on affiliate marketing, and I think I have some you know free information out there if you just check my YouTube channel on the 1% code. But affiliate marketing can take on a lot of different variations. So a lot of times, again, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, I talk about collaborations. With collaborations, you can have um, affiliates, like you can be an affiliate of someone else that has a program already. It's kind of like the same similar concept, like influencer, you know, influencer marketing. But affiliates, you can represent someone else's product, service, technology, just depending on your industry. And for some people, that's an entire additional stream of income. So it's kind of like when you think about franchises, you don't have to start at ground zero. You don't have to have everything uniquely, just something that you thought of. It's 
it's looking for possibilities where you can really insert yourself in, whether that's referring someone to a product or course or, you know, asset relationship that's helped you and inserting yourself in so you get some type of fee or doing a traditional affiliate marketing program. The opportunities are endless, but I did think it was worthy of mentioning as a runner up. Whew, that was a lot to go through. Are you still with me? Have you learned anything today on this podcast of three ways, actually it was five, to multiply your income with business opportunities and investment? I hope that these have really opened your mind to what's possible out there. You know, it doesn't have to be getting a second job to increase your income or, um, you know, I hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as I had recording it. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the 1% Co podcast. And again, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Again, I am Dr. Melva. I am a wife, mom of three board certified radiation colleges, serial entrepreneur and investor. And I help top income earners create multiple streams of income. And um, I really want you to be able to leverage your money that you're getting from that six-figure income. And I hope these uh, top three ways and two bonus ones have helped you, uh, you know, think about how you can get that done. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the 1% Code Podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and I would love your five-star review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on all social media channels at Dr. Spelled Out, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-E-L-V-A, Dr. Melva. And I want to make sure that you and anyone else you know that would benefit from the 1% Code Podcast is a member of my private community on Facebook, the 1% Code Collective. I would love for you to join me there. Link in the bio. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.